All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I hate to break the fishing news up, Ramchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for, like, an orgasm. Might want to mark that down, Ramchuk. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Welcome in episode 178 of the Real Life Podcast. I'm Tyler Yaremchuk, and uh, and as always, this podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Jappa Machinery. Check them out online at Jappa Equipment on Twitter and Instagram, jappamachinery.com on the interwebs. Uh, they got some cool posts up there right now. If you're, uh, ooh, the Atchison Business Association, they had something up about their, their hiring, and uh, they're always doing cool videos. That's what I like about the fine folks at JAPA. They are a certified Cummins dealership as well. They got all your big machinery needs. Check them out, JAPA Equipment. If you like when this podcast is chaotic and a little off the rails, then you'll probably <laughs> like today's episode because <laughs> Wanye bailed about five minutes before we started recording. Jay said he's going to be late. <clears throat> Chalmers originally said he's not going to be here, so it was just going to be the Urem Truck Bag Milk Show. But now Chalmers has carved out a nice little 20-minute span for us while he drives to a meeting. Uh, Chalmers, thanks for taking one for the team here. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I, um, felt, I, I, I felt obligated after all of a sudden abruptly there was a meeting made for Wanye uh, at the Umperville building yeah. with an engineer, which I know can happen at like in a, at a moment's notice. So like there's nothing he could do, do about it. And then when JR was saying that he wasn't coming, I was like, <laughs> I'll just jump in while I'm driving. But yeah, no, I... Uh, you know, this is probably my favorite part of the week is just talking with you guys, hanging out, shooting the shit. And now we so do it twice a week. 
Yeah, yep. so you're in your truck right now, Chalmers. Uh, are you, have you been busy right now? Because like construction's going on everywhere. It seems like it doesn't seem like it's slowing down anywhere. No, it's picked up. Um, people are focused on their houses. I mean, they don't have the detractors to do the things that they've been putting off for years because of let's say kids' baseball or school or their own work. Everything that got put on hold has done nothing but give people time to want to better their scenario at home whether or not it be just clean out a crawl space clean out a garden shed build a new garden shed build, you know finish their basement add the addition that they've been wanting to add you know because now they can be there all the time it's going crazy i mean like what a bad time for there to be lineups at home depot because it's the busiest it's ever been and i was in there today this morning and i was talking to one of the managers there just as i frequently do sometimes not about Karen type stuff, but like just normal stuff, just shoot the shit. And they, 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 they are fulfilling two, like 280 to 320 online orders per day. They, they walk into it. So every morning when they step inside, there's a team of like three people who are, are outfitted with a, a list and a, a, they, they now have to go around the store and do curbside pickup. And they are like, eight to 10 days behind. That's crazy. And the orders can be, yeah, the, yeah. And the orders can be as small as one box of 500 screws, or it can be as big as like a full deck and fence package. <laughs> and it's crazy, man. I was talking like, and they were just like, I don't know. We just, we're just like, they'll, how do you peel a bag of potatoes? They're like, just one at a time. It's all we can do. <laughs> we just walk in and we just go, okay, what's next? And they know their day is just hell. It's, you know, I mean, the plus anyway, side of yeah, that, I'm so sure their days go by quick. <laughs> their days go by, their days have to, they have to go by yeah. quick. Um, but, but yeah, no, so in, in, to answer the question, ultimately, I believe it's much busier because I'm getting a lot of, a lot more calls for bigger projects and just projects that people have been, I think, putting off for a while. And even though, like, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, you got to stretch your money, especially in this time. Um, it's like the most important thing to them right now is yeah. getting their house in order, you know, doing that thing that is going to make the situation that we're all in more comfortable. Like, cause a lot of people think that if this goes into September, October, November, you know, this is their zone. They're going to, this is where they're going to be. This is where they're spending most of the time. I've never spent so much time at my house. So well, why not take the time right now to make it better? It's funny you say that. Cause like on a completely different angle, but just along the same lines, my brother, my, my sister owns a, a telestore out in Fort Saskatchewan and they are busier right now than they've ever been because people are upgrading iPads. They're upgrading phones. They're upgrading basically anything they can to entertain themselves while stuck in the house. My brother-in-law was saying that he has to operate through a closed door where basically he's talking to somebody through the door, fulfilling all their order on his computer system and then handing the package out curbside delivery style where there's no contact. But he says he is just crazy busy right now cannot hold inventory because people are just looking to upgrade like you said chalmers upgrade their spot and make yeah. sure that if they are stuck inside for the long haul that they've got ways to entertain themselves it's like it's like when you know you're stuck at home and your quality of life dips because of the things that you can do it's human nature to spend like you know you're saving money so you look for things to like make your quality of life better in times like this like i felt it even in myself and so um like it's, I totally understand why that store would be so 
like busy with people upgrading their iPads and they probably just didn't have a reason to do it before, right? Like no purpose. But I'm wondering how many stores that are doing protocols like that are just going to make it like the norm, even after all of this, because they realize like, A, it's like safer for us for one thing, right? But B, it's just easier. It's probably, there's probably some businesses where this is like costing them less money, not like a place like Home Depot, but costing them less money and just overhead. I don't know. It's always, I'm always curious to see because each business is so different. It's definitely going to be weird. Like, I mean, we were talking about it the other day about how the province is going to be opening up a little bit here in the coming weeks. And it's just going to be, it's going to be strange to go somewhere and have this new normal be instituted and whether that's sitting way across from somebody at a restaurant or whatever it's going to be. It's going to be super interesting to see how this plays out in the coming months. Yeah, I think restaurants and bars, they, they're what really fascinate me. Like, I heard someone say the other day, oh, every bar now, like, around the actual bar part needs to have, like, plexiglass separating the patrons from the bartender and all that. And it's like, one, if that does happen, how long does it last? Like, is it in six months? Does the government say, like, okay, you can take the plexiglass down in all of your establishments? Nobody's going to go. Nobody's going to go. Yeah. Like, just think about it. If that happens, just think about when you're at, like, the pint on a Friday night, how... <clears throat> You're standing sideways on the bar and everybody is chest to back, right? Yeah. And you got one arm on the bar and everybody's waiting for service. If that kind of thing, like if, if that's already made me not want to go to places like the pint, because that shit's just annoying. Just trying to get a bartender's, you know, like um, when I was younger, I loved it, but put up plexiglass, make getting a drink harder. Fuck that. Kids don't even want to go to the bar anyways. People won't be going. Well, it kills the experience that, hi, everyone. Uh, it kills the experience uh, that, you know, that you're you're looking for by going to a bar. I think right now the thing that um, that you that they can do that we can enjoy, thankfully, because of where the weather's at, is patios. Um, and That's then just true. providing, like, a clear line of ability to sanitize uh, your area. Um, before you sit or there's turnover and having lots of hand sanitizer present and making sure tables are spaced enough. But like, you know, uh, you know, right now my, my thirst that I want to quench is a nation beer pint on the pint patio. Oh, Um, no doubt. And and that's something I do want to leave my house to do, but going inside is a different story. Like I know fruital noodles, we've just hired, uh, hired, uh, we just purchased, uh, uh, and some of the stores already have it, but plexiglass partitions for the till. Um, yeah. We're not really going to change much because we don't. We're not focused on the in-store experience right now. It's just about delivery and takeout. But we're going to add some more levers uh, levels there because you know there's there. I, I understand the pressure to want to reopen. Um, there's economic pressure. There's people out of work. Uh, you know, there's businesses that are losing money daily. Uh, so. They want to try to take a measured approach to try to give them a chance to try to generate some revenue during this time. I understand that. I do feel personally it might be a little bit too soon. So I'm going to kind of act accordingly with that kind of value. And we're not, you know, we're not going to be looking to have seating in our, in our restaurants anytime soon. And if we do, it's going to be like, like if we have a capacity for 20, we're going to like have seating for six Um, little bricks, same thing. We're just going to focus on the patio and we're also going to be taking the approach of, you know, yes, we have this amazing outdoor patio that in the summer fills up and it's amazing, but we're going to expand and actually call the little brick patio, the river Valley. And we're going to gear our business towards like grab and go 
limited seating, trying to create as much separation because you don't, you've got to think about your customer's health and your staff's health, our staff's health during this time. So we got to create a little separation because the numbers are going to dictate whether this is working or not, whether if our cases start spiking or not. Um, and it's got to be kind of measured there, but yeah, you're right. Like I have no, I have no, uh, ambition to want to get into a crowded room like sardines right now where I'm touching someone and having my hand on a surface, touching money, doing all this, all these like weird, like, you know, normal stuff that right now feels weird. Well, speaking of your experience though, like at the bar, that's the whole experience of going to the bar. A fun experience would be being like table for six at oodle noodle you're like the only ones dining there it's just you and like your your two kids and your husband or, or your family or wife and um another experience so like i'm i'm always curious about this i'm 21 years old i'm 20 years old right now good for you and i and i've been going to i've been going to the bar and i'm single and i've been maybe 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 swinging and hitting a hitting a home run every so often with a lady and it all just quit what the hell are 20 year olds and like 19 year olds and 21 year olds and maybe a little older doing like i mean if you want if you want to ask a 35 year old single guy i can tell you what it's like (laughs) yeah that's a good point yeah yeah so what so how so what the fuck like you getting itchy or what (laughs) buddy the drought is real man you're doing rain dances all over the place (laughs) so 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 how do you like okay first of all if you're 21 and you couldn't go to the bar and meet anybody right now are you meeting, trying to meet somebody online? And is it just like, listen, I just need some <laughs> physical contact. <laughs> are you, are you, are you symptom free? Let's meet at, uh, let's meet where? Cause you can't come in my house, meet in my car in a parking lot. Like what, how are people fulfilling these needs? I fucking often wonder. Cause imagine if, okay, imagine if we were 21 years old and we were going to the bar and it was just about summertime, just about end of school. And all of a sudden it was all stopped. And we oh. didn't have a girlfriend. We were single. Like that would have, one week of that would have drove me nuts. Like, well, well, yeah, well, we lived for that, man. We lived for that. It was the yeah. weekends were such a spectacle for us uh, at that doing? time because we had the energy. I'll tell you, man. Is what it is is you end up having these like really in depth conversations with people that are just <laughs> nothing but that, and it's been super weird, right? So you just you're on the dating apps or you whatever, and then if you meet somebody, you talk to them, and then it progresses to a point where hey, do you want to Facetime or something like that? And then you have to do those things which are completely abnormal yet normal in the time, and just try to have some kind of connection that way, and then you'll be like. There's a lot of like forward planning too. It'd be like, well, when restaurants open up, we could go out for dinner or for a drink or something. That'll be nice. And be like, well, yeah, well, who, who the fuck knows when that is, right? So it's been super odd. As the single guy in this podcast, it has been annoying. It has been <laughs> frustrating. And I mean, you guys know it. You haven't been single in a hundred years, but if you get thrown back into the dating pool, it's fun and it's interesting and it's an exciting moment in life. But then you get that ripped away and you're like, well, shit. Now yeah, what do I do? Totally. That's fucking crazy. I couldn't even imagine. Like, so man, to answer your, your question, first, it's your annoying. first, yeah, your first date's over Facetime, so that's at least saving you a bit of coin on a dinner. <laughs> like, and uh, but then you got to be the real romantics who's sending like find out their address somehow in like the first Facetime, send them like some flowers or something. I don't know, send, send something romantic, maybe that's an all edible arrangement do, or something. That's all you can you do, really? really, is you just got to, and then you're just having, uh, from my experience, because 
you know, I was dating before this happened and now just trying to navigate this period now. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, you're having these really intense kind of deep conversations with people and you're getting to know them, which on some point is, which to a point is wonderful, right? But like, like you said, what do you do to advance it from there when you can't hang out with that person or you'd be like, okay, well, maybe we could go walk my dog in a field or something and be like 10 feet apart. And then when it's over, I just bow at you politely. I have no idea what's going on. I mean, you know, I know it sounds weird, but like meeting in a park and just like sitting on a picnic bench with like maybe your dog and like they're just sitting there or even just like, Hey, grab a Slurpee or grab a coffee or something. And then meet me there. So at least we have something in our hands and it's not so goddamn awkward. Like, I think that that would be awkward for the initial, like, couple minutes and then the goodbye but i think the middle would be kind of i think it would just kind of get normal so you same thing with like a facetime date right like i feel like the beginning would be like "Eh." and then once you get a conversation when it's fine but then like how do you just sit there and be like well i gotta go even though you don't have to go anywhere like how would you end that the first the first podcast we did like this over facetime it was odd for me for like the first 10 to 20 minutes it felt just weird now I'm not sure which one I like better. I think I kind of like this one better. I don't have to come all the way down there. We don't have to sit there. Like, we can do it from wherever. I'm literally driving to a meeting and we can talk about this stuff. I mean, it's I, to me, it, it doesn't sound as great, obviously, but yeah. that's just, a, that's, you could work on that, I'm sure. But like, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. I think about this stuff all the time and just sitting around thinking about at all the different age levels that if I was at, what it would be like, what life would be like, trying to gain some empathy for people out there. Well, I you think, think I, you I, think your old pal bag milk, Chalmers. Yeah, well, you're doing, you're not, my not prediction, a my prediction, because I think what's happening here is like you're actually because of the circumstance, you're forced to really get to know the people that you're interacting with. So you're gonna like come out of this probably bag milk. If you make a connection, you'll get so deep into it with it. You're probably gonna come out of this with a virtual girlfriend. And you know, if a girl, if a girl, if you meet up with a girl in like at a park and it's like the second time you've talked and like, she's like, let's go to your car and you bang her, then you know, she's a real dirtball because like one night stands in this climate. That's not a good, that's not very good. What? Hey, real life. When I was 21, I loved dirtballs. Come on. You were a dirtball, I bet. (laughs) No, I wasn't. Actually, well, never mind, because I met my wife. I was with my wife when we were, like, 21, actually. So it was a little earlier, maybe around, like, 19, when I was working at Club Monaco. Oh, fuck. Chalmers <laughs> was, like, Chalmers worked at Club Monaco, and he served at Earl's. And oh, every girl wanted him. And all the boy, and all the boys that liked boys wanted me, too. Yeah, Chalmers was... He, he had a solid reign of the West End of Edmonton for a couple of years there. King Chalmers. King Chalmers. Uh, Anyways, so that's, that's, that's what I'm thinking about. The, uh, uh, your your M truck can't handle the visuals. No. Not I didn't look like Chalmers. this big milk. I look, well, I, look, I look like Tom Cruise. I just think that uh, you should all, you know, take a moment of silence for your boy bag milk and think about me in these trying times. Yeah, I'm always I'm always thinking about you, buddy. Thanks, You're isolating too. alone, but thankfully you have Frank. Yep. Yeah, no kidding, man. Having a dog is a massive help. He's just entertaining like, all day. So wait, just so I can think about you in the proper context, 
Are, is isolating for you still like I'm not leaving my house? Yeah. Other than for a walk? Yeah. I mean, I go to the grocery store, grocery? obviously. I, I, go, I do. Like, I go to the grocery store, obviously, because I need to eat. And, uh, like, I got to go to the vet to pick up some food for Frank. Uh, okay. And then I take walks and stuff. Like, this afternoon, I'm going to uh, my buddy's place, and we're having driveway beers. So that's kind of okay. where I'm at. And then to yeah. this morning, my old man showed up, and we were yelling at each other out the window from my yard, and I was in the house, and we were yelling at each other. That's kind of funny. But, like, um, yeah, I don't really go anywhere, man. I'm I'm locked down. So I'm with Jay in the sense that I know things are opening up, and people are getting excited to go places. But I'm still of the mind that, okay, if this opens up, say, May 15th, I'll see you guys at the end of June. Let's talk then. I'm in the yeah, same boat. I'm not, in, I'm, I'm not going to the legislative grounds to – to pick it and get in a yellow vest on or anything, but one case in Edmonton a day these days. I mean, I think we can. I think we can like. I think you can be a little bit more confident that it, when you walk into a Seven Eleven, it's not laced with COVID in there. Like, you know, it's not. It's not that for me. It's like it's not about being scared for me. It's just I'm thinking about everybody else around. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I could be asymptomatic and just cruising around. I have no idea. Um, I'm not worried about me. I'm not scared for me, but like, you know, I've got an old man who had some pre, uh, my, my old man has some pre, um, pre-existing conditions that I'm worried about yeah. him. And, you know, I've got my grandma that's in an old folks home up North and I'm worried about her. It's all that kind of shit. So for yeah, me, yeah. the easy part is just, I can just stay in my house. I can write for the nation. I can do these podcasts with you guys. I'll go to the grocery store. I'll walk my dog. I'll go drink beers with my buddies on his driveway for now. And have, virtu- just, and have virtual dates with the kid, with people on WhatsApp. Or, yeah, uh, man, FaceTime. you just have, exactly, you just have FaceTime conversations with people, and it's not just, it's not just meeting girls either, it's like, I don't know about you guys, but like, I've talked to my buddies so much more on FaceTime in this period than I oh, ever yeah. have in my life, do you know what I mean? So there's been actually, there's been some cool periods of reconnecting with some family, like I had a hilarious conversation with my niece the other day, it was her 18th birthday, and she's oh, obviously wow. stuck in the house, she can't go anywhere, so we were having a... Uh, we were having margaritas over FaceTime for her birthday. Like it's such an odd thing, but at the same time, it was kind of a sweet and nice moment to have with her uh, because she didn't get to do the normal stuff. So there are some positives in terms of connecting with people, but also it fucking sucks being stuck in the house. Speaking of your niece, that's going to be sweet for her. The first time she can finally go out to a bar, like it's going to make her enjoy and appreciate, appreciate that so much more having to like wait a few months after you turn 18. She'll probably she'll probably be going to a bar sometime this summer, and it won't be the same. It'll be yeah. weird. Do you yeah, have- well, because it's like it's it's like you said, Chalmers. She's not going to have the moment when you walk into the pint. The place is rammed on a Friday night. You're at the bar. You're waiting for a drink. Maybe you get a nation beer in your hand, and you hit the D floor, and you start busting <laughs> out some moves in front of a bunch of people. You have no idea, and that's part of the whole experience. And I feel bad for her that she's not going to get that. Do you guys remember you know, what oh, you that- did on your 18th birthdays? Um, yeah. I did all the shots in the world and then passed out in this like closet at my girlfriend at the time's place. It was like a storage closet full of like um, pickled like carrots and stuff. So I was drunk and I went in there and I started opening jars of pickled carrots and I just fell asleep on the floor. Weird. I don't remember what I did. Uh, I I went to Cowboys because my birthday was on a was on a Monday which was just a weak bar night. So thankfully I had fake ID and had it on a third, uh, 25 cent draft Thursday prior to that. Yeah. We oh, had, gotta do it. 
we had fake IDs when we were kids. Yeah, so we had been going, we had been going to these places for quite a while. Uh, our, we used to go to Lee Gardens and sing karaoke and we used to go to, wow, we used to go to Cowboys a lot. Um, so yeah, I don't really remember. 18th birthday wasn't that big of a deal because we kind of had it on our 17th birthday. I never had a fake ID. <laughs> no, uh, it's tough now. It's tough yeah. now. You know, we come from the day where it was hilariously, well, we thought it was tough compared to what it was like 10 years prior to us, but yeah. we still found a way. I'm going to save you. I'm going to save you from yourself. There was a way to, 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 to make the IDs when we were young very easily fake. And, <laughs> and I'm not saying that we did it, but we were able to obtain licenses. I knew, yeah, we knew of people who could. Yeah, and I was lucky. I was just from a small town, so I just walked in the bar and nobody cared. Wow, that's see, that's perfect. Well, I found I when I was working at Safeway, uh, I got lucky because I got I got told a few times that I look like this guy, and I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna say his name is Dave. They're like Jay, you 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 look like Dave, and I did like we didn't look alike, but we were both tall. But I took that as like an omen of like. I should talk to Dave and buy Dave's off Dave's ID off of him so I can be Dave and have a legitimate ID and pretend I was Dave and use that to get in. Because the photo quality wasn't the best then no, either. They weren't good at all. So it worked good enough until I went to a bar where the bouncer knew Dave. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, was oh, that was a tricky tap dance. Well, the big thing was is I didn't care if I didn't get in. It was making sure I got my ID back because I knew I, it was fucking abort. So uh, I was able to to get Dave's ID and then run away and know not to go to that bar until I was of age. Do you think the guy actually knew Dave, or do you think he was messing with you? No, he did. Oh, really? Like he. he he knew he knew he knew information. I was being asked questions um, specific to uh, to Dave, uh, and if it was the answer wasn't Safeway, I was fucked. <laughs> oh, that's so, a good one. I got a I got a question for you, Bag Milk. I saw yeah. that you posted a picture. You always post fun pictures. I honestly I love the shtick of when you see something on the ground and then you just. It's the best. Take a picture of it and put free. It's the best. And I've often seen things and been like, I want to send him this picture so he can use it and then get a little bit of glory out of it. But <laughs> you saw that microwave. Yeah. 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 That like is a legit, like a good microwave, <laughs> like Man, really good. You will never, like I am never. So I've been doing this, this shtick for a few years now and yeah. I am never, I will never cease to be surprised by some of the stuff that I find when I'm out cruising with Frank. Like the things that people will just drop on the side of the road or in that case, the microwave. Like you said, it was a nice microwave. I just saw that under a tree. It was it's just laying there. It's a Panasonic inverter and they come and they're, they're one of the, the microwaves, the only microwaves in stainless steel that come with trim kits. And so when you have a really upscale kitchen and you do like a wall oven or a wall microwave, you want it to look built in. And unless you get like an actual built in microwave, which is thousands of dollars and usually connected to a wall oven, you get the Panasonic inverter. And that's what that was. And that thing, number one, is not cheap. And number two, not light. So 
how the fuck did it get under a tree? Is my oh. good question. I, would I don't know. Love to know. Bag mail. You got a Gary V. Flip that shit. Yeah, I, I might have to start thing. to because, like, I just found the the picture that I'm gonna have going up probably tomorrow. I found a full bed set just laying next to a fence. What? A mattress, a box spring. Who the fuck knows how it got there? It was just sitting up next to a fence on my walk with Frank. And I'm just like, what is going on? It's just amazing. People are just like, obviously they can't dump where they are or they don't want to go to the dump or they whatever. So they're so just like dragging the places. Not having the means to dump something is the number one deterrent for people to not take care of their business and throw a fucking, to drag a, a mattress down an alley and throw it by the dumpster because they don't have a truck. Maybe they don't even have a car. They don't know. There's no truck service or like, you can call 310 junk, but that's more expensive than dragging it down at two in the morning or three in the morning down to the dumpster. Like I hate it. There should be a service around town like that. The Edmonton, that city of Edmonton uses that you can call and they'll, it would clean up the streets with, with big loads. Right. Like, you know, how they do big load events every so often. Yeah. Yep. You still have to get the shit there. Right. Like that, if I have a big bed set bedroom set that I want to get rid of, but my wife owns a, a Nissan Sentra and I own a Toyota Corolla or something like we're not moving this thing to the big load event. No. You got to have those big loads basically like all summer going around to people, to neighborhoods. And like, so maybe like Elmwood will get it this week. And then like La Pearl will get it this week. Like they need to do that. And maybe you'll have to see less mattresses leaning up against dumpsters and back alleys. Well, like it's I'm just, in, I'm just enjoying Chalmers keep continually to say big loads. Yeah. He's got big, big load, load problems. Big load. <laughs> you probably have big load problems right now. Bag milk. Oh, buddy, I'm telling you, man, when the when it rains, it is going to monsoon. <laughs> You're having a big load event every other day. <laughs> well, thank God for uh, Pornhub, free Pornhub Premium. Jeez. Are you are you not a little scared to, to sign into Pornhub Premium? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> What's scary about that? I don't know, man. I just wouldn't. I just wouldn't do it. Some somebody gave us on our group chat like a group chat of like 20 dudes where it's just it was for an event somebody put on a screenshot of a username and password and i would not bring myself to use it i just i just don't know i'm not tech oh, you gotta get enough to know no that it wouldn't do something to like my ipad or else my phone i just got i, I mean, just don't are you scared of signing into netflix <laughs> oh hell no I do that every yeah time. but netflix isn't owned by north korea <laughs> Yeah, Netflix doesn't exist it's exactly operating or on the ground. Uh, Pornhub, I've learned, and actually, you know what? It was Wanye that taught me this. is actually a uh, based in Quebec. Yeah, it's a Canadian company, right? Yeah. Wow. They must be yes, I didn't know that, actually. He told me they that, are, too. Yeah, they're going to be minting it right now. All I have to say is, uh, in my younger days, Lenny Bamboo. Oh, Lenny Bamboo. What site? And that's, that? a, that's an inside joke, but that was the keys... <laughs> to the to the digital pornographic castle of its time. Back in the day, bag milk. It wasn't just type in P, and next thing you know, you got yourself a million options. It was uh, it was a lot harder than that. No, back in the day, what we had is uh, I'll never forget this ever. I'm not going to say the guy's name because it was you know, but like he worked. Yeah, we know. went to this guy. This guy I knew worked at a gas station, and every month or so, they would get new shipments of magazines. And what they would do with the old ones is basically just rip the covers off to get a refund and then throw the the meat of the magazine out in giant bags into the recycling out back. So he would always let us know at school that this was happening, that the new shipments were in. So we would go and scoop up just these 
huge bags of porn, massive bags. And we would just be what like, what did you do with them all? We would just give them out to buddies. We'd be like, hey, check out, check out the new shipment of whatever. Didn't Wanya used to sell sheets, like like pages out of uh, like Playboy and shit like that for like 25 well, cents a page? It, it sounds like something he would do. Always the entrepreneur. Yeah. So what else is going on, boys? I mean, where do we go from there, you know? Your M truck? Yeah. What do you want to talk about now? Yeah, you got some structure for us, your M truck? Well, yeah, I, I do. There was. I, I just didn't. I'm sorry, I'm a little thrown off. I didn't think we'd get that much into porn today. I thought maybe we'd save that for next week. Um, Last Dance? Do you want to get. Everyone, anyone watching Last Dance still? Oh, yeah. yeah it yeah. was awesome. When you were talking about. When, when, when you were just about to say that, though, um, can you explain to me? Because I've seen rumblings of this thing. Mm-hmm. But a group, we were just talking about group chats and stuff, and how group chats can be pretty sacred. And you know, you need to know who's in your group chat. You know where I'm going with this, Ram Chuck? Brendan Leipzig. What the hell is going on here? So, I, I've, I've seen one little clip, and my friends are too cool to explain to me what the hell's going on, and I ain't got time to read about it. So, so basically, here's the thing: Brendan Leipzig uh, play. He's played on like five teams in five years, or something like that, like fringe NHLer type of deal. Would pass through okay. waivers at any given point. Um, someone hacked his buddy's Instagram DMs and basically revealed a whole bunch of shit that Leipzig has said. Um, some of it talking about like, oh, is the blow good and that stuff. But then there was some like, you know, talking some, saying some pretty gross stuff about players' wives calling, you know, one player's wife fat. Uh, he took a shot at Lauren Kyle, Connor McDavid's girlfriend, and just See, like that's the one. That's the screenshot I saw. Was he commented on her legs in a Halloween picture? Yeah, and like he just he just kind of outed it wasn't himself. Even funny. Yeah, he, yeah, it's not. It's just like stupid as fuck and gross. But um, yeah, basically he got outed as being like a massive shitbag in a private DM. So it's opened up this whole conversation of, well, should the NHL be suspending him? Do they need to? Will teams just not touch the guy now? Is that, like, fair is the rough word to use on this, but some people are saying, like, that was his privacy. Like, he never was out and about, like, saying this in public. It was meant to be a private conversation. So does he get a pass? Like, I, he doesn't get a pass oh, from me, but... Here's, here's the thing. I don't know. Don't you think that 95% of NHLers who have had a group chat have said something that would probably be deemed... You know, in bad taste. Probably every single one. We've all probably done it. We like if if everybody's text messages and stuff were on alert. My questions are: is number one, who has an Instagram group chat? For one thing, I don't even (laughs) heard of that. Is that something people do? Yes. Is like do they do do kids and and like younger people talk on Instagram more than they would talk on like WhatsApp? Ah, no, but like sometimes you want to send a funny Instagram post to your boys, so you have a you have a group chat. Okay. Okay. Well, that makes sense. But, uh, man, those things get like I, man, yeah, I don't know. Everybody's done it. I, but making fun of wives, I'm sure like everybody's done it. This guy got caught. That fucking sucks for him. And that's what I mean. Like people online were acting like stunned. They were like, "Oh, hockey players are usually so like classy." Blah 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 blah. And it's like you know, he's not the only dirtbag playing in the NHL, and he is far, far, far from the only piece of shit playing in the NHL. And if I agree, like if you outed every NHL player's DMs, 
a lot of people would be, you know, your opinions of these players would change a bit, but that's kind of professional sports in a nutshell, right? Like you put these guys on a bit of a higher pedestal and they're supposed to live up to it a bit. And when it comes out that they're, you know, being garbage people, then it's always, everyone always acts surprised. And my point is you shouldn't be. Okay. So my, 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 my last comment about this is, is you started this all off with, he's been on five different teams and I'd never even heard of this guy. Yeah. Um, and that he like, was there already preconceived notions that this guy was kind of a shitbag to begin with? Well, no, there's never been anything being like, oh, Brandon Leipzig's a piece of shit. But you kind of oh. just look at the fact that he's bounced around as much as he has, and it's like, okay, maybe uh, maybe there's a reason why. Like, So he started his pro career in 2014-15 with the Milwaukee Admirals. That year, he was sent to the Toronto Marlies. Then he went up to the Leafs the next season, sent down to the Marlies, up with the Leafs, or sorry, spent another year in the American Hockey League, never got another call up with Leafs. And then in 2017-18, he went to Vegas, uh, halfway through the year, sent to Vancouver, halfway through the next season, sent to LA. LA didn't renew his deal. He signed in Washington. Like, this guy has bounced around a lot. He's a suitcase. So he's in in Washington right now. Yeah, his current team is the Capitals. He was in Washington. He is going to be in Russia. Yeah, that guy yeah. is going to the KHL, man. Like, how? How? If, if your team well, bring on. him in, hold on. Wasn't this? Wasn't Hoffman down in the same kind of vein as this? Like, didn't he say something shitty about? Well, Chalmers, he was uh, so. Just to add more context, he was slamming line mates, past and present, uh, as uh, well. Yeah, like okay. in one of them. So that's yeah. One of them, he called like Garnet Hathaway and some other line mate he had. Like someone sent a post about those two into the group chat, and he goes, "Oh, those are my line mates, fucking losers." So is he good? No, no, he's not. Like he's no, going. He's, he's fourth line. And you know what? I, oh, I honestly so think that. Regardless of a. Sorry. I I think like within the the room, I think he would honestly, as terrible as this sounds, I think if another team signed him or he went, obviously not back to the Capitals, but to another team, I I don't think it would be that big of a problem within the room. But the outer PR and the circus it would be and the distraction it'd be of this guy having to get pelted with questions, like, I don't see him playing in the NHL again. I think he's out of here. Like you said, Jay, he's KHL bound. Yeah. Even if he did, even if he did play another game in the NHL, I just feel like he would be in for a healthy dose of uh, prison justice. Oh, man. Like, after taking a shot at Connor McDavid's girlfriend, if he needs to play the Oilers at all next season or when the season resumes, I guarantee, maybe not Connor, but someone's going after him. Mike Smith, and yeah, Mike Smith will fucking. Did you guys? Did you guys? You guys listen to our boy Con Con on uh, on Spit and Chicklets there? No, I did not. I don't listen to Spit and Chicklets. I'm chicklets. just I'm just getting through it, but I've heard I I've heard most of it. I don't I don't listen to it either. You're on Chuck, but when Con Con's on, I do. I should and listen. So I to listen it, yeah. to the 30 minutes, and man, he's he's getting it. Like he's just. I think he's one of the coolest. He they love him, and he he's really good on that show. And I think he's like, I think he likes doing it because. This is not the first time. I think he's been on there like three times now. Yeah. Um, but he he couldn't help but mention a couple times that he had built a new house in Edmonton, like a custom house. And I'm sure if you follow either of them on uh, Instagram, you've probably seen the house. But uh, he made a comment at the very end that he had a falling out with the builder. And really? all I could think about was, yeah. And all I could think about was, number one, who the fuck is this guy? Who's the guy that built this house? Because I need to know. And number two... How do you have a falling out with the most powerful, popular person in Edmonton? That's fine. Yeah, whatever he wants. Do, do you it. not do everything in your fucking power to make sure this doesn't happen? 
He says in the in the interview that he nickel and dimed him at every turn. Like, there's a way to go about building a house for somebody where you get what the stuff is worth. Now, there's also a lot of moving parts. And, you know, for instance, if I price in something that's worth $5 a piece, like a door handle for a cabinet, and you go and pick something that's 20 I have to communicate with you that this is not in our budget and that there will be an upcharge. And if you're not okay with it, then you have to go find something that's $5 a piece. And the budgets have to be well um, thought out. They have to be at least above average. If you make, if you give an allowance for something and it's not above average, then you're really just shortchanging your customer and you're not being a very honest and, and good person. So go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I mean, I'm sure this guy, whoever he used, is already like a luxury home builder and has plenty of clients and plenty of work. But also, exactly. if you're building a house for McDavid, you would think that you'd be like, I'm going to be as nice as fucking possible to this dude. And at the end, go, hey, Connor, don't forget to mention me to your teammates, please. Like, this would have been a goldmine to be just 100%. the builder of the oh, orders. Yeah. It's just How would a deal like this come together, though? Because my thought would be, well, maybe this was the first time this builder or whatever uh, put together a house of this magnitude. Like, how does this come together? No. So, so houses of this magnitude though, they're anytime you build a house that's big, like I've built some really big custom houses. They all have their own challenges. And I mean, even small houses have their challenges, um, depending on how they are engineered and how they are designed. But this guy would never be trusted with this house. If this was his first house. And I know for a fact, this was not his first house. Um, I don't know him at all. I don't know their company at all. But a company, how this would come about would be Connor would have like the team liaison, like they have a team liaison or, or like somebody that is in the community that's either real estate agents and have been working with the team for a long time. Like a concierge of sorts. Per, like, a, like exactly. Somebody that helps people find renters, some people are some like rental properties in the city, somebody that helps people find, you know, you tell them this is where this person wants to live. Like when, let's say Mike Smith comes from Calgary, well, this is where we think you would like to live, you know, or a single guy, maybe you would like to live in this area. Um, and then here are the available properties. They have somebody like that for the team. Well, that person also knows home builders and most likely trusts these home builders, but something and so this person that like that started in with Connor didn't intend like to nickel and dime him, but something happened, <laughs> something happened in this project that changed everything. You know how they say like, people aren't usually cheaters until they have to be, or that people usually don't lie until they have to. Well, this was, a, this couldn't have been a situation where this guy was just like in it to try to get as much money out of Connor as possible, you know, but something happened, you know, like sometimes when people start picking materials or, or half designs change in, in the midst of a project and that costs money, people don't understand how much a change can cost. You know, when you sign a contract for a house, and then all of a sudden, in, in the middle of a project, you change something. Depending on the scope of it, it's going to cost money, and it's going to cost time. And those are two things that are hard for people to understand. Well, why? It's just part of the con. Just part of the build. So I, I would like to know the whole story. But I would like I to know the other guy's story. Yeah. So I, I, I have like my theories on this, but I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna kind of keep them with myself. But what you do is is like, if you can brag that you built Connor McDavid's house, that's going to unlock business, right? Like, they, so fucking just do a good job and don't make it go... For Connor to go public, Connor doesn't share... 
bad news with anyone. Like for him to actually go on a uh, heavily listened podcast and actually sl- no, not you name names, but slam the builder. That's my point, though. This guy, like, didn't, this home builder, didn't get into the position that he's in where he can be building a house for basically, you know, one of the wealthiest, powerful people in the city at the time. He didn't get in that position without being very smart and knowing how business works. So for him to lose, for him to just ignore the fact that he knows that, look, if I lost money on Connor's house, it doesn't matter in the short term or in the, sorry, it does matter in the short term. It doesn't matter in the long term because if at least Connor knows and is happy with his house, I will get more business and I will get prestigious business and I can make up for it later. To turn around halfway through this project or right at the end and throw that all out the window and just not make amends with him and to mm-hmm. let him even be in a position that he's in where he would say something, something fucking happened. Yeah. He's lost and the ability I, now to say he built Connor McDavid's house because now you don't want to be is, known as the guy that did you that. You don't want to be known as that. Now he's probably trying to hide that fact, right? Yeah. Yeah. Shitty. I just, I, I heard that. I got upset just because I'm like, fuck, like, I want you to love every aspect of Edmonton, and this is now a negative experience. And I know that this plays a small part in the whole grand scheme of what Edmonton is, but just like I just want you to love living here, yeah. uh, you know. And, and so, like thing, in the thing he even says, he says, "Don't build a house. Do not build a house." And I, my heart just broke. I was like, "Man, you're a young guy. Like, and now you're never gonna build another house from scratch." Like. There's people that I've built houses for. Lots, tons of houses I've built for is the best experience of people's lives. And to like, to know that he at 20, how old is he? 26, 23. 27, 23, 24. 23? Yeah. Jesus Christ. To know that that's already been like changed for him forever. Like, that sucks, man. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. We're, maybe, well, I'll just maybe, share maybe, a little extra louder for him just to make him feel 20, more welcome. Maybe, maybe a 23-year-old with all the money in the world. Maybe he isn't exactly the easiest person or the best person to build a house for. Just devil's advocate. Yeah, and that's you entirely know? possible. I mean, we know his his girlfriend's an interior designer as well. So, um, I like I even wonder like how much the builder would have would have been doing. How much they like really they might have they might have wanted to be more hands on than the average person, right? Like I bet I, I've got theories. I bet you this was complicated on both sides. Oh, yeah. At the end of the day, you get the job done. You make the relationship positive because in the long term. That is to be able to point to that and always say that um, as, as, as a selling feature for your product, you know, is going to unlock business. And that's just kind of how I, <laughs> how I would do it, but not knowing the builder, you know, I maybe, maybe he's go. in a position where, you know, fuck you money is in his possession. Uh, so whatever. Chris, uh, Connor, if, when, when Connor, you listen to this, uh, just know that I'm offering my services, Go to my website, ChristopherKeithHolmes.ca, and <laughs> contact me, and I will do everything for free to fix your house if there's deficiencies, unless it's fucking crazy. <laughs> like, but straight up, like I would come over and I would like, I would be like, dude, man, just like love this city again, love building, love your house, and like, I don't know how this guy, <laughs> I don't know. There's probably more to it, though. I'm just trying uh, to fucking. All and, good. And Connor, if you're listening to this and you really hate your house, you could go live with bag milk. That's right. I got two rooms. I got two empty rooms for you, pal. Big one for load. the hockey equipment, one for the heart trophy. Lenny would love to play with Frank. I could see all of this coming together. We would be the best 
trio in Edmonton. Match made in heaven. Absolutely. So uh, you were going to talk about the last dance. Yeah, MJ that'll be Dog. the last topic we get to because we're getting close to 2 o'clock and I need to be at my condo at 2 o'clock to meet with a cable guy. Um, yeah, we got to keep it 100. Anything. Someone has to I, keep it 100 for I don't have anything to keep it 100 right now. I'm, I'm oh, tired. I can keep it 100 <laughs> here. Um, it's actually about having to meet with cable companies, and I'm sure I am in the <laughs> minority, or, you know, I, I'm not very educated on this, but... I got a thing with the cable company. They said they're coming between two and five. And uh, I tomorrow. That's a short window, actually. It, that one's actually not bad. But tomorrow, Ikea says they're coming between 12 and six. And it's like, you know, I feel like there should be some sort of policy where like the morning of or something, they hit you with a more direct time. I know things get backed up and it's a complicated delivery process. But I feel like that's something that should be a little bit more standard of like, hey, your window's 12 to six. And on the day of. We'll shorten your window to something else because that would uh, that would save me a lot of hours of sitting in a condo that has like no internet or anything because I've been doing yeah, that a so lot lately. So there is a lot of companies that straight up will call you the morning of. I can think of some really really good really? delivery companies. Uh, yeah, and I'd, you know, like a place like Trail Appliances, they will call you that morning and they will tell you a time within like a one hour window or a two hour window. And usually they're like, right. Usually if you really want it, you say, okay, well, so when exactly you can get it right nailed down. But just imagine a company like Ikea to be, to be like, to play devil's advocate for them, to try to call everybody they have a delivery for that morning and schedule it perfect. I can't even schedule my own day and I'm one person. Usually something comes up or something goes a little awry and it throws the whole thing out of whack. Can you imagine if they like, uh, could you imagine if they showed up a little earlier than they thought and then they had to wait and that threw off the next thing and it's just this linear domino effect? I mean, I totally understand why I would want to have better than a 12, between 12 and 5 uh, window. Yeah, I, I'm probably just being a bit of a brat. Uh, the other thing I wanted to keep it 100 on is, uh, <laughs> you got to go, Chalmers? No. <laughs> There's somebody walking past my truck at a snail's pace in a parking lot, and as I tried to, as I was moving forward, somebody stood in front of my truck and told me with their hand not to move until they were passed. Uh, oh, right. did you not know that? So I was putting on my <laughs> hand saying, yep, I hear you, pal. You don't have to stand in front of my fucking truck any longer. Here's the other thing I want to keep it 100 on. Uh, people, it's starting to become more socially acceptable to have, like, the socially distant drinks in your backyard, on your driveway. Uh, yesterday, I had a couple buddies in the backyard. We sat six feet apart. We all brought our own beers. We listened to some music, and then they packed up their lawn chairs. And while well, they were drinking, so their girlfriends picked them up. But still, um, I've I've been seeing people though, and there's this one girl that I went to high school with who has been nonstop posting Instagram stories and Snap stories of her with different <laughs> social groups doing like 13, 14 people in a little backyard. There is she'll post and be like socially distant Cinco de Mayo. And they're playing like beer darts and beer pong and shit. And I'm like, you if you're standing six feet apart, but playing beer pong with the same ball, that defeats the purpose of being six feet apart. If you're playing beer darts, everyone is touching the same darts. And just like one, if you're going to do it, you're, you're dumb enough for doing it too, to be like bragging about it openly and be like, look at all the dumb shit I'm doing. That's like a whole nother issue. You're just asking for it. It's I, I do. It's I do also find it funny that people are when people post pictures of something they had done like six months ago because they want to say happy birthday to somebody and that they have to in the picture 
you know, tag it or say something like, I, this was taken like six months ago. Yeah. That always makes me chuckle. And I have fucking. Oh, but it's so true. I, very early on in this, when we went and volunteered at Belmont Sobeys to wrap, uh, to do bagging groceries for the seniors hour, I took a photo with the store owner and we, we were probably four feet apart and I was getting ripped. You got it from our friends on our group chat. Well, I get everything from our friends on our group chat, uh, and that's okay. Um, but like, <laughs> it was from like every, every. It was funny, but so I was like, "Shit!" Like, I got to take this more serious in terms because, like, it's it is it's 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 rightfully so a sensitive subject. Oh yeah. Well, and that's why. But like, the thing that frustrates me about this is that. Everybody on this podcast is aware of it. And yeah, sometimes it'd be like, oh shit, I didn't think about that, but we're trying our best. And then there are other people, like I was walking Frank yesterday and there was, there's a park near my place and there was probably 12 dudes playing a game of pickup basketball. And I'm like, come on boys, what are we doing here? How old are these kids? Are they like, are they young or are they older? Like, no, they were older guys. They're, I'm good. If I was to ballpark, they're in their twenties for sure. Well, if I'm keeping it 100, I am fucking golfing tomorrow, and I am excited. Yeah, I'm playing tomorrow morning. I need to go outside, and I need to walk around and engage with nature and swing a golf club and hopefully break 90, and uh, I will be socially distanced from my friends, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. I know it's a sensitive subject, but for me, activity is release. Any person that thinks it's a sensitive subject, DM me about it. If I'm keeping my- if I'm keeping it 100, I will stop making golf jokes on Twitter because man, some of the messages I got when I was making fun of the golf thing were just people got mad, real mad about it. I was just like, all right, but man. See, I, I know. See, I know you're joking, right? Like, I know that you're kidding around, and I know Rick what he's getting at. I know his shtick, but like, there's people that are legit rattled that golf courses are open. My golf course has protocols that are so tight there is legit like there is literally golfing is safer than me going into the home depot and i do it twice a day and that store is open and yeah it's it's safer i can't it's hard to stay six feet away from somebody in a home depot the aisles just aren't wide enough they're making you go one way but it's just impossible to always do it on a golf course I am going to show up 15 minutes from my time. They will not let me pass my gate unless it's 15 minutes past the time. I have to be on the tee sheet. I then go to my my the parking lot. I get my stuff. I go straight to the first tee and I get in my cart and I go and play. I'm the only one in my cart. the The pins don't. The pins have this little lifter now where you can when the ball goes in the hole, you just lift it up and the ball will come out. We're not touching ball washers. They're all gone from the cart. There's no water. There's no benches out there. It's literally the safest thing I do in a day. So anybody, I understand that you think that golfing is like, that. some people can think that it's just like this totally pretentious, unnecessary thing. <laughs> but it's not like driving ranges are open. There's not yeah. all this stuff. You're literally just going. You're playing a game. The, one, of the, one of the only games that's perfectly fine for social distancing because you don't ever touch anything of anybody else's. <laughs> And you go home and it, I've been doing it my whole life. And it's what my summers are and everything else has been taken away. Get do, they have, back. 
Do they have Do they have golf carts right now, or do you got to walk? No cart golf carts. Yeah. Yeah. Solo. You can't share a cart with someone though. It's Unless solo you're in cart. the same yeah. house, right? Unless you're in yeah. the same house. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, if yeah. I'm keeping it 100, just because I posted something on OilersNation.com today, uh, Rolleston Stolen Morrow did a conference call yesterday talking about the 2006 Cup run. If I'm keeping it 100, it has been about 15 years, not quite. I still love Dwayne Rolleston as much in 2020 as I did in 2006. I agree. The way that Morrow and Stoll talked about what he meant to that team and how well he was playing before he got hurt in the finals, man, it was giving me chills to listen to. And then when they talked about the final series against Carolina, broke my heart all over again. But man, do I still love Dwayne Rolleson. And that's it. The Edmonton Journal uh-huh. wrote a piece and had a great headline today. And the headline was just, Dwayne Rolison's injury was crippling for Oilers in 2006. And it's like, well, no shit, hey? Wow. It took hindsight of 14 years to come to that conclusion. I want to provide an update to a story that we were just talking about uh, in the pod about uh, uh, Brendan Lipstick. His brother, Jeremy, who plays for the University of Manitoba Bison's hockey team, has been booted off the team because he was a member of the group chat. Crazy. Really? So, He's marinate on that. I wonder who else is in the group chat. Yeah. So, Remchuk, I know you're a busy man, and you got to take care of your own business. So, should we park? Uh, should we park MJ? Uh, yeah, MJ for the next episode? Yeah, we'll, we'll do MJ on Monday. Then we'll talk MJ on Monday. And that'll lead into fresh episodes. I'm excited. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah well, unreal. I've got a quick Nation Beer update. I've just yes. pulled up to a garage. I'm about to be loaded with a bunch of Nation beer that I'm going to be delivering. The boys at Dog Island made 300 flats of beer. Uh, it's going to be in the real Canadian liquor stores, hopefully tomorrow, uh, if not on the weekend. And we'll, we'll confirm that with everyone. I want to thank everyone once again for the support. Stay tuned to our Donair Bracket and follow Bag Milk and myself on the Nation Happy Hour. But uh, Nation Beer is exciting, and it is fucking rolling, and we've got lots of supply right now. So can I, we love can I the support, so hook us up. Can I ask a question about Nation Beer? You may. Is the upside-down label, was that on purpose? So we are going to have a few cans <laughs> with upside-down labels, and if you get a four-pack or a flat with an upside-down label, you are going to get a free uh, – you won yourself a Nation Beer shirt. Oh, I thought maybe I thought maybe the boys at Dog Island got a little ass backwards and actually made some cans upside down, and you guys were like, "Well, it looks like oh, we're no, 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 <laughs> no." We wanted to create some Easter eggs. Uh, oh, that's cool for everyone. Oh shit, this is okay. So yeah, I wanted to uh, give everyone an, an update there, and uh, yeah, thank you so much for the support. It's crazy, and we've got more supply now than ever. So if we move through this, then holy shit, we are going places. There you go. Thanks nice. for giving, us, giving me and uh, all the listeners some time today, guys. And uh, a big shout-out to Jappa Machinery once again as well. We love the folks at Jappa. Go check them out on Twitter, on Instagram. We're always tagging them. Give them a follow, Jappa Equipment. Guys, we'll talk to you again on Monday. Later, Thanks, boys. guys. Stay safe. Great job on making it through the entire hour of the Real Life Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.